Rodeo time. Gotta get her on down the road. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rodeo Time, the podcast. Same crew here, except for one addition, Mr. Dean Wadsworth. He is a um, bronc rider that we, we've known for how long? How long have we known each other? Man, I think I met you guys. I was probably like a sophomore in high school, so. Dang. Was that like 38 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say about how De- old Dale is? You said that. I wanted to, like, if we ever do a documentary, like, we need to get, like, a really old guy to be like, yeah, I graduated high school with Dale. Like, old, old. Like, <laughs> just like, he never ages. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, was that at the uh, FFA rodeo? Yeah, that's exactly right. The one in Lubbock? Well, the first one I went to was... They Stephenville. Had a, yeah, at the yeah. practice pen there. You were, like, one of the OG... Yeah, oh, yeah, I think that was the initial round of it. Golly. That was my freshman year, I think, so like 03, I guess it was. And then what happened What happened after that? Where, where, you were in Ozona at the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and then was, after high school? Uh, after high school, I ventured out to Ranger America and lived about 20 years and four semesters, I do believe. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So. And then uh, Tom... Yeah, Tom Reeves. Tom Reeves was your rodeo coach. Coach extraordinaire. Dang. What was that like? You learn a lot about life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Bronx for breakfast and just, just good stuff like that. You know, it's a wasn't a real good place to get educated as far as book learning goes. Yeah. Um, you could, heck, I think Clint Hill swapped off a, a pair of spur straps for a B for the semester in the welding class. <laughs> so he's a certified welder, but I don't know if he's ever stacked a B in his life. That's funny. Just he, good stuff on your resume. He looks like the kind of guy that could stack a, you know, run a little set of dimes. Yeah, just kind of solder it with a cigarette type of situation. <laughs> Give the man a Dixie straw and a cigarette, and he will stick stuff together. He's ready to go. Yeah. So was he riding Bronx at the time, Clint, Clint Hale? Yeah. Uh, so Clint started riding Bronx probably, I don't know, our sophomore, junior year in high school. Made uh-huh. the state finals every year and went to Ranger on a little scholarship to ride Bronx. And after the first semester... Uh, Tom paid him more money to quit riding Bronx and start picking up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of swapped the saddles out, and he's gone and done pretty great things with that ever since. Yeah, yeah, man. He might not have been the prettiest Bronx rider out there, but the guy could ride a greased cannonball through a brick wall. Just wasn't a lot of spurring going on. <laughs> Boy, he's hard to get on the ground though. Really? Yeah. He was like, I, I mean, not in a fisticuffs, but for a horse, yes. He's yeah, yeah. Hard to yeah. Get on the ground. Well, I'm just saying, like. The way he talks about it, which, you know, he's a humble guy anyway. No, and, like, I don't know. Why didn't he keep going? He just didn't enjoy it. I don't think that it was really his deal. And then, you know, he kind of started picking up a little bit there freshman year. And, I mean, I think that just – that he got the real bug for that over entering. Well, I, I will say his last bronc he got on, though, he won the Ranger Open Rodeo. And it was one of those old-school shoots to where they kind of load backwards. Like, everything's yep. pointing towards the yep. middle. And this horse gets in the front chute and is laying down, and they can't can't go anywhere with him. So Tom takes two of the outgates, squeezes them together, rolls Clint's horse into the alleyway. Clint gets on him, and Tom flanks him from the outgate and takes him out of the alley into the arena. 
Wow. And won it with, I mean, I don't know, he's probably like 94 or 5 or something like that. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> it took to win it, that's how many he was. Just on the cowboy yeah. level of 94. Yeah. yeah, he probably was really 88, but they gave him six extra points yeah, for being so I, cowboy. He might have won it with a 68, but yeah, it didn't matter. He won it. So yeah. At the time, y'all were young, and it was just like, obviously you're cowboys. And you're already riding Bronx, and then it's Tom Reeves making the suggestion. Mm. So you're just like, "Yep, exactly." Now, I swear he's gonna leave good clown. <laughs> <laughs> just take him there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't heard him talk in. I didn't know him that well, but I haven't heard him talking so long. But that that was it right there. We're still good friends. We talk at least twice a week or so. And really. Half the time it's business. And He's not other... still rodeo coaching. No, no. Uh, he was at Ranger about the same amount of time I was. We, le- we left together. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Clint, Clint's got uh, two of our pickup horses. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Ziggy and Radio. Oh, okay. That big blue roan. My, my a, man, Ziggy. And oh, then a, a big a bay horse. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, that that uh, that roan horse, like he's he doesn't really have great breaks does he <laughs> no he's not an enjoyable trail ride pony you know no, he used to be a bucking horse yeah but he's good to pick up bareback horses on yeah you don't need brakes when you're picking up bareback Absolutely horses not. most of the time they don't make it to you anyways exactly yeah just get the flank yeah but this isn't a podcast about clint hale clint you can drive your happy out here to winnebago okay we're not talking about you all day Talking about Dean Wadsworth. That's I right. like how you bleeped yourself, like so you don't have to go back in in yeah. the editing. Yeah. <laughs> am I, am, am I going to have to these do mo- that, or can y'all bleep me out? I'll do it post-production. For you. Okay. It's just less cuts okay. for me. Um, so what about after Ranger? You uh, and Tom, you and Tom went where? Uh, well, we 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 went our separate <laughs> ways. Uh, Tom covered the North Country, and I went south to Louisiana. Okay. Rodeo. Yeah, jo- McNeese. Yeah, rodeo Gosh, for Justin Browning and McNeese for two years. Worked on the Lawton Ranch down there. Because you're such a West Texas, like, it's hard to picture you being a Cajun. Oh, oh I absolutely was not a Cajun. <laughs> um, Did you like crawfish, uh, at least? I Yeah. You know, I like the ambiance of a crawfish bowl a lot more than I like crawfish. Mm. Like, the idea I mean, of it. Exactly. I can sit there and, and drink 30 little, those little guy Bud Lights and <clears throat> eat four or five potatoes and just be happy as a lark. <laughs> See, that's what, that's what you got to do. You get the mini beers because they're like mini lobsters. So exactly, you match them beer for lobster. Yeah, yeah I lived off. Of, we used to call them eight packs of ponies. They had the little stubby uh, Miller High Lifes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, those were the you, days. You get a Miller High Life bottle. Just, I don't think they've changed them since the '60s. You feel like you should be crawling out from underneath a Chevelle whenever you drink one of those. <laughs> you just feel right about life. Well, and if you're at McNeese, you better be drinking the little beers because those bars stay open all night. Long. Yeah, and like I said, I was working on ranches down there, so there was a couple like little hole in the wall bars right down there in front of us. But like yesterdays and cowboys, that, I went there maybe two or three times in the two years I was there. I was borderline civilized at that point. And uh, Jeremy, why? Well, <laughs> so you see, got wilder. There, there's as... these there's these things called beals. You see, okay. <laughs> electric bill, houseboat bill, <laughs> and I had to pay mine. Exactly, but uh, no, then I, you know, I guess after college, I didn't have a, you know, whenever you're a broke college kid, you got an excuse for being poor. Right. And then I got out of college, and it was, 
I didn't have the excuse so much, so I just played it off as an experience of not having money. Mm-hmm. So, and kind of, here we are today, <laughs> still, <laughs> still getting by on getting by. Kind of like what Todd Snyder said: the difference between a free spirit and a free loader could possibly be three chords. Exactly, and I only know four, so it works out pretty good. I'm doubling it's, down. But that's that's like in the rodeo world. You're, it's a rodeo cowboy. Like exactly. the difference between a free spirit and a free loader is, is a Bronx. Yeah. yeah. So I had actually quit rodeoing for a few years when I went to work at the Rocker B. You know, I'd go to maybe four rodeos a year. And then whenever I moved back to Stephenville, moved in with Red Shahan and those guys, and I was just kind of getting back into rodeoing. And I was. Really? Inter- I didn't realize that you like took Man, off. Man, I I didn't quit. Quit. I didn't know that I had quit. <laughs> But I was, I'd maybe go to 10 rodeos a year, which oh. it's kind of, you know, borderline quitting. It's retirement. just enough to where, like, deep down in your heart, you don't feel like you've quit. When you're almost getting on as many ranch broncs as you are saddle broncs, <laughs> you might be borderline <laughs> retirement. <laughs> but, but anyways, so, yeah, I was back in Stephenville kind of trying to get some qualifications up and riding outside horses and shoeing horses and running around with Red. He was introducing himself as a musician. And hell, he hadn't even he hadn't even had an album out at that point. Maybe a little EP with Red and the Vitals. But I was introducing myself as a horseshoer. I'm like, man, if I'm this broke and hanging out in the bars and being borderline degenerate, it sounds way cooler if I say that I'm riding Bronx for a living because I'm making as much money as that as him shooting horses. No red line, I guess I can Exactly, exactly. Hell, songwriter's just a rhyming liar anyways. So. What you Pretty. saying? Hmm? Yeah. Call hmm? me a liar? Oh, to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to this podcast. I heard some of the stories you were telling me. They didn't add up. <laughs> to your face. <laughs> hey, you can throw that word around this group, <laughs> and the way we make our living, we're not going to get offended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hell, uh, I've been doing it for free for a long time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, now just slap it on a T-shirt, and you can start getting paid, all right? <laughs> <laughs> How long were you at the Rocker B? Uh, two years I was out there. So that was before Stephenville? Yeah. Yeah, I left there. <clears throat> Actually, I was, uh, it was the winter of 2011. It was a cold son of a gun. I was doctoring a bunch of yearlings uh, by myself. Dry, and, too. Oh, boy, was it. But, I remember uh, that year. <laughs> yeah, it was a doozy. Great time to be at, on a line camp, you know. Oh, but anyways, so uh, I came back in, you know, freaking icicles hanging off my beard and everything, and Jacobs Crawley's getting on his first horse at his first NFR. I'm like, shit, I've been riding, sometimes beating that guy since I was 15. Like, what the hell am I doing? Out there? <clears throat> so moved to Stephenville, moved in with Jacobs, <laughs> and away we go. I was, uh, I went with him that year sterling was rookie of the year so he it wasn't he wasn't in the nfr but he went out there him and cole elshire had gone head to head yeah that was a close one it was really close yeah Yeah. and then but but sterling ended up winning and me sterling and jacobs all stayed in the same room at the aria i think it was the first year the aria sponsored the bronc ride and they only did it for a few years Mm -hmm. but um and now now it's the harris when you make the nfr You, uh, there's certain casinos that will house the, an event. I, I want to say, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think the calf ropers stay at the MGM maybe. Uh, bull riders, 
Oh, Is it the Monte Carlo used to be bareback riders? Yes, I remember that. Monte uh, Carlo was bareback riders because I stayed with Clint Cannon one year. Me and you did. Yeah. And Bronc Riders was the Aria. That's really all I can remember. See, a less known fact. Steer wrestlers at the Mirage. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, well, that is a less known fact as well. But <laughs> the main one I was getting to was not, I mean, everybody knows that, you know, the hotels put up the contestants, but what they don't know is that if you're friends with the contestant, you can also get a free room out there if they have a sponsorship elsewhere. So all the time they're staying at the Aria, me and Chase Cavender got to camp out there at the MGM and make fools of ourselves. Because they had that room. Uh, yep, and just introduce ourselves as Jacobs and Sterling and just rock and roll right along. I've stayed at one of their outside rooms. Yeah, the next year, I was like, we need separate rooms. <laughs> so you kept waking up Sterling and come back inside. Yeah, yeah. Sterling's trying to sleep. Yeah. And I'd be in my air mattress. <laughs> Pull raft. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, that was a good. That was a good time. Yeah. But um. <clears throat> I don't know what had caused me to even go to um, this job interview in November of 2011. I was really just trying to like, you know, make my family happy, and and so you know had gone through the college thing, you know, was and uh, so I went to this job interview with Farm Bureau, and <clears throat> and I was like. <clears throat> Did the deal, sat through it, and they, and they were friends of friends is one, and it was almost just like I guess I'll go, and so and and it happened in November. He called me, it was like the uh, third or fourth night we were out there at the NFR, which would have been the second round, and it was in the afternoon. I was getting ready, and he was like, "Hey, we um, we'd love to have you come work for us," and uh, I was like, "Okay, cool." He's like, "But you're gonna you're gonna have to stop rodeoing. It's just." Yeah, this. I mean, if it was timed event, that'd be one thing. But, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna pass. And they were like, okay. Well, just think about it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't need to think about it. I can just tell you no right now. He's like, well, no. Like, are you sure you don't want to like call me next week? I was like, sir, with all due respect, I don't want your damn job. Sir, I, how do you expect me to supplement this uh, thirty-five hundred dollars in one last year? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And. uh <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I shouldn't have even gone into the interview. I don't want this. I like, if you, nobody's going to tell me I can't rodeo, you know? Anyways, I remember that was like just a vivid point in my, you know, life where it was just like so easy for me to answer. Like, and then I was just upset with myself that I even went. I was like, why'd you even waste anybody's time, you know? Like, but it was fun to go through the process and at least know if I wanted to be, sell insurance, you know, yeah. which I'd have been some like, rep or something like i wouldn't have actually been selling insurance but anyway <clears throat> that was my aha moment not really an aha moment but it was just kind of a i got to look at myself you know somebody tested me like do you still want to keep going down this rodeo path mm-hmm. yes dumb question get out of my <laughs> way you know but it sounds like yours was just that around that same time yeah yeah and watching I, like Jacobs. I said I, I had kind of hung it up and then you know it, I can make just as much money doing that and work, you know, not be working six and a half days a week type of situation. Yeah. And be within an hour and a half of a Walmart. So, so then what? You're living with Red well, in the compound, which well, next door to Jacobs. Actually, before the compound, uh, I had ha- actually rented a house there in uh, Lingleville, and Jacobs was still living down in Huntsville at the time. 
But uh, he would come up and visit me, you know, passing through. And Red, I don't, I still don't know if Red ever lived at the compound. He might still have a house in Lubbock to this day, for all I know. <laughs> but he, him, and Chase Cavender were there every weekend. And Chase right was definitely not probably on, on as far as like as rent. Like he was couch surfing. Oh, or there was. was he, did he have a room? There was probably eight people at any given time living in that house, and I think yeah. there was two of us who split the rent on it. But um, any big Texas country band right now, just name them. There was someone in that group that lived at the compound at some point. Yeah, they, yeah. It's like you know, was it thirteen degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever it is? Right. Like tie that back to Josh Serrato, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> who's a bass player for William. No, Parker. he's a lead, lead, lead guitar guitarist. Lead guitarist. Yeah, Ben Hussey was the Ben the bass player for uh, Six Market at that at that point in time that lived out there. Then you know he went on to be with. Uh, I think the damn quails and American Aquarium. And, I mean, he's still playing some, and him and Josh both have a recording studio there at Larry Joe's place now, and they're doing very well. Melody Mountain. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, they're doing more. Well, as of right now, they're probably doing more recording than shows. But probably about to get. Yeah. To, I'm trying to get William Clark Green here. Oh yeah, he's supposed to call me back today. So I'm going to probably go to Cotton Fest, and he was going to come here. We were going to do a little trade. Oh, gotcha. I'm going to have a grand opening. <clears throat> I guess we can talk about it now. April 17th. We're, we're, we got a sale coming. It's April 15th. This is a plug, y'all, in case you didn't know. <laughs> DaleBrisby.com. Mid-roll. Buy one, get one. Um, starts April 15th, DaleBrisby.com, at noon. And that's a Thursday. But then Saturday, you can also come into the warehouse for the grand opening. Hopefully, we'll have William Clark Green. Um if you know him, text him, tell him to hit Dale Brisby back. And, um, yeah, so we're going to let people come into the warehouse. Should be interesting. Is it okay if I do a plug as long as we're doing Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Craigslist.com slash Dean Wadsworth. Several things for sale. <laughs> <laughs> got my own profile. <laughs> Free goats. Goats and sheet metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got some old horseshoe and rasps. <laughs> oh, sheet Bucket metal. Loads. <laughs> You want to make some knives? Got some rats. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think we were the Lingleville transition into the compound, I yep. believe. So uh, Jacobs had actually bought a house and moved it out there to where the compound would go on to be. And so we were all still living there in Lingleville, just being degenerates type of deal. Red still living in Lubbock, but I don't know that he ever actually went back from the time he came down. And then Jacobs, he had him an old lady at the time. They broke up, and there was a vacancy in the new house. So before he could say yes or no or otherwise, me and Red just moved in, kicked our duffel bags out in the other two deals. And uh, Teddy lived in there with us for a while. So there was four of us living in that trailer house. And if you want to see a man just really get to hustling and building fast, put three guys living in a trailer house with Jacobs Crawley, like he will make stuff happen to get yeah. you out of there. <laughs> so, you, guys, you, know, you guys woke up the next morning, there were four trailer houses on the well, property. Well, one at a time, we got to four trailer houses out there. Yeah. So. yeah. That was a that was a iconic spot in Stephenville. That was it a was, fun place. It really was. All it took was a leader to get it started. And then... And you had plenty of followers. And then everybody showed up, and he's <laughs> like, hey, say, guys, it, I'm out of here. There, it, I don't know if it's a leader role as much as it was just dad. You know? Like, yeah. Like, hey, everybody straighten up, dad's back. Like, yeah. <laughs> Get off the roof! It was, <laughs> which, which was funny because, like, knowing Jacobs, you know, it didn't take but just a 
15, 20 minutes for him to soften up, and then he's on the roof with you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know. Um, See, the deal is we were all up about 6.30 in the morning. Just yeah. He was waking up, and we were still up type of situation. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then, uh, and then Sterling moved over there. Yeah, yeah, Sterling. Sterling, Red, and uh, Mason McCord, a.k.a. Sheriff, lived in a house there. And yeah. They were... They really were the embodiment of compound life. Because, and to Sterling, those trailer houses were like the Taj Mahal because <laughs> yeah. he had come from their little compound at Hill. Uh, and a four-man tent for about a semester. I just yes. Like, like a literal Walmart a tent. tent. He told me about that. I was like, dang. What was that? I think Chris Harris owned it. What'd they call that place? The uh, Village. The Village. The village. That's it. The village is Will Anderson and mm-hmm. and Sterling. And I Blake think Denham. Sheriff Blake might have been in on that too. Maybe it? Blake Denham, Sheriff, Will Anderson, and uh, Sterling. I want to say there was four. There might have been one or other. Yeah, they had a tree growing out of one of the rooms or something, <laughs> wasn't it? And then there was a murder there. Like nobody wanted to uh, live I there. I believe it's called an atrium. <laughs> <It's fancy>. <laughs> <laughs> I called Dean, I called in Dean their like three or four weeks ago, and I was, it was right after that freeze. I was like, oh, man, how was Snowmageddon in your trailer house? And he's like, um, modular modular home, sir. Hey, just because my house don't sit on the ground don't mean there's wheels underneath it. <laughs> Made it real easy to thaw those pipes out with some space heaters. I didn't even get done with my sentence. Modular home, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's an atrium. Anyways, Hill College. Gosh dang. It was just a dream to go from, you know, two years at Hill and then go to Tarleton. Just like all these, just like whenever you were in school, it was Ranger. You know? Yeah. The cool school. It just depends. Where's the cool school? Yeah, Odessa, right. apparently, was one of them. Yeah, Odessa well, was good. You know, the, the difference was, though, they had just as much fun havers at all those other schools, but they were in towns that actually had like had things to do. Right. We had a tractor and a liquor store. Yeah. Was about and about, I don't know four fake IDs, and that's just kind of how we got by. Mingus University over there. Yeah, you think about Huntsville, even McNeese. It's just there's something to do. They got putt putt. I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody goes. <laughs> Bowling. Now I'm yeah. listening to things that are also funner while you're drinking. So maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot on that. No, you're not. I mean, I don't drink. So at College Station, hanging out with Jacobs, I would have appreciated going to places like that, <laughs> being a sober individual. But if they didn't serve enough alcohol, we weren't going there. <laughs> enough alcohol. Jake has been drinking for a while. I still think six beers is plenty of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Jacobs went from... <clears throat> Jacobs was at... We were at A&M. We were at College Station before he went to Stephenville. By the time he got to the Ville, he was kind of starting to mature. Yeah, exactly. He was never really immature, but just yeah. even... I mean, the guy was... Harder to engineer talk degree. Stuff is what yes, call that. harder to talk. Him <laughs> <laughs> and I had fun. Sterling's still pretty easy to talk into stuff. Oh yeah. Well, heck, what was it during Coleman last year? Uh, he's in, entered in Wichita Falls or some amateur rodeo that night after or the next night, and I think it took a oh come on man 
and he turned out for like the next two days and just stayed at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I might have, you're right. I think I had to say it twice. Well, that might have also been because your old man was there, probably, if it was in Coleman. Uh, yeah, he was around. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kenny he could convince anybody, if anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you've got Dean and Kenny, there's no telling, and it's Coleman, which is a fun rodeo anyway. Yeah. Well, you don't like, want to turn that down anyway because you know it's going to be a good time. Exactly. Those two, though. Jacobs and Sterling, I've never seen FOMO that affected someone more than Jacobs. Maybe Sterling might be second. I really don't know what that means. Fear, Fear of missing out. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like I didn't know I'm there saying, was a like, title for it. I just thought I had an affliction. <laughs> <laughs> There's a party tonight in Coleman. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody's going to be there. Uh, I can't miss that. Uh, man, I hate listening to other people's stories. Like, I got yeah. my own. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, and then and then it would be a really good time and a really good story. Yeah. I would say the FOMO I get now is due to that because it was taught to me by them too. Anyway, I have FOMO just listening to you guys talk about like the old days. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish I was there. <laughs> well, they're not over with. Yeah, yeah. let's not talk about it in past yeah. tense. I love inside jokes. I'd be a part of one someday. <laughs> uh, Dean here is an avid office watcher. You still partake? Uh, well, they took it off Netflix, but I did yeah, up, up until well, that day. I went and sold some stuff and bought it for a hundred dollars on Apple TV. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I got to get an Apple TV. Now you don't have to have an <laughs> Apple TV if you got an Apple iPhone. Oh, I do have that. Yeah, I watch it on my phone every night. I watch an episode. Hmm. Yeah, hundred dollars. That's more money than I've had in my entire life. <laughs> Keep riding Bronx. He's going to stay that way. <laughs> yeah, but if you had $100, what would you spend it on? Exactly. Yep. The office. You're welcome. So when you get it, get ready. What were you just quoting? The office. Oh, which episode? Uh, the, the one where they're like doing the the <clears throat> picnic. Him and Holly are doing the picnic deal. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, what's the... I, don't, I forget the Slumdog name. Millionaire. Yeah. I forget the name of the show that they were mimicking. Oh, yeah. yeah that's Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a company retreat. Yeah. Yeah. You're quoting a quote where they're quoting a, a yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like Inception. Yeah. I watched Inception. <laughs> <laughs> Did you what pretend did he... like you understood it? Oh, no. I, when I See, I was about to quote Michael Scott. He's like, I watched Inception, or at least I dreamt I did. <laughs> but, but what did he say before that? He was like something, um, my foot, I, I cut my foot at the beach, and it got infected, even though I peed on it. <laughs> Still got infected. <laughs> watched Inception, or at least I dreamt I did. <laughs> Anyways. So now, all right, you're done with Stephenville, and you mm -hmm. go where? Uh, right where I'm at now. Back to Abilene. Yeah, well. Or to Abilene. Yeah, well, I'm actually kind of between Tuscola, Buffalo Gap, and Winters, kind of about 15 miles from every one of them. Mm -hmm. And Buffalo Gap is the only town that has a bar in it, so that's kind of what I claimed on my PRCA paperwork. <laughs> so. so you go team. Shoeing horses, day work, train colts, ranching. Did I see a Buffalo Snapchat Gap of you in a um, tractor? Are you farming? Can I, should I add farm into that no, list? No, no, absolutely not. Dale uh, hates sodbusters. Hate <laughs> <laughs> their guts and livers. <laughs> no, I figure as uh, we do plan a little bit of greet, uh, greet wheat to graze out in the winter time, and 
little bit of hay grazer. But as long as you're planting stuff that you strictly feed to your mm-hmm. cattle, mm. I don't think you qualify mm. as a farmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not going to like... And get... plus, nothing Kenny loves more than sit on a tractor and drink beer and turn ground over. So I really don't even have to do that much of it. So if anybody needs to be called a farmer, it's Kenny. That's true. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> Just keep well, your I'll left give, up whenever you do it. I'll give him a hard time about that. Kenny um, is... He's an iconic individual. Um, Why don't you let him talk about it? Well, I was just no. I I prefer you. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) So interesting. It's kind of like I'd rather somebody tell stories about me because normally they're way cooler than what happened. I guess I hesitated because I was going to say if you see Kenny coming and and you're not excited, then something's wrong with you. And that couldn't be further from the truth because he's also a Texas Ranger. So (laughs) if you see him coming coming and you're not excited, that means you probably just did something illegal. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably got some stories. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Not hesitant to tell most of them. Yeah. Did uh, You got a half an hour, hour and a half. He'll, he'll feel it up. That's who we need on the podcast next. That, hey, that's no kidding right there. Yes. An old school Texas Ranger. He probably was like a Ranger with Woodrow and Gus. Well, my my bride over there, Rachel, her dad was a Texas Ranger as well. And he was actually my dad's captain. Wow, and they he, got you surrounded. I'm telling you. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I, that's what I always say. Like, you know, I'm what I'm my father's job security with the you know, the career that i took. right yeah I'm, I'm not following in his footsteps but <laughs> but anyway so and her uh jerry burns he is a ranger's ranger he is woodrow to the t then you got dad over there dad is absolutely gus <laughs> no just just here for a good time that's funny so y'all so uh they knew each other from way back yeah so did y'all know each other from way back yeah, wow, I guess that's, we met that's in like way back enough. Grade or something. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's far enough. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> so, being rodeo cowboys, um, cowboys and rodeo cowboys on the internet, we get inundated with questions about. I mean, just kids want to get started. They want to either get started ranching or they want to get started rodeoing. And since you're a bronc rider. Um, we've got one here, basically like walk us through what it was like or what you, what advice you might give to somebody who's starting out riding Bronx, what path do they need to take? I don't really, I, not the one I took, but I'm not not really sure what all paths there are. It sounded like a lot of fun. (laughs) He's like, don't tell me that after you just told me all these stories. (laughs) The main thing is just. Hell, just don't quit. Yeah, like it's gonna suck. And I've been riding Bronx since I was thirteen. I really don't want to do the math on that. But it's been a long time, and some days it still sucks. But more often than not, it's yeah, it works out. Yeah. But, but yeah, the best piece of advice I can give somebody starting out is uh, yeah, don't ever start to hang your head or second guess yourself till you've been on one hundred and fifty or two hundred. Yeah. Because you're gonna have to get on at least a hundred head before quit, stuff quits getting blurry. You know. <laughs> Yeah, boy, that makes me feel good. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. That, yeah, like you can and you can look back and be like, man, yeah, I was over there and I just kind of froze up. But hell, in the moment, everything's just, you know, going by. One of the things that Donnie's like experiencing right now that I've <clears throat> seen is that maybe thirty-five horses, somewhere between thirty and forty horses, he's mm-hmm. been on. And so one thing I see is like, 
<clears throat> with a lot of things in life, it's like once you l- reach a certain level, you just feel like, okay, well, I don't have to go back to that level. You know, but with bronc riding, it's like, so like you have a good ride, and then all of a sudden the next ride, it's like you get one jump. It's like yeah. you've never been on a horse. And so <clears throat> I think he has had, on his 30th horse, he looks like it's like number 75. Yeah. And so like he's leagues ahead of a lot of the guys that we've seen, and even like mm-hmm. probably you and I, you know, mm-hmm. probably um, <clears throat> just because there were there were lessons where it's like, I don't want to call them shortcuts, but it's almost like, okay, let your binds all the way out starting. You know, <laughs> exactly. we're not going to go through that. I don't need to be that tight. And then let's put him on the right horses. Yeah. You know, and so get on a slow moving horse that doesn't have a lot of drop, you know, and um, let your binds out, you know, and lift. And don't, <clears throat> spurring will come and it, it is mm-hmm. important, but like, you know, you got to lift and stay back. And, uh, and so there's these moments where there's like up and back and it's like a really great ride and then maybe a better ride. And then it looks like you've taken two steps back and three, three, yeah. two steps forward, three steps back. And it's just like, man, that's, that's good. Well, the whole it's game is peaks it. and valleys and every peak is going to get higher, but every valley is going to feel way lower. If it's lower or not, it's dang sure going to feel that yes. way coming yeah. down off of that high. So, I mean, that's I, a great um, point. Yeah. Great analogy. Yeah. I think I heard that in a methadone clinic. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I, I don't do drugs. So. <laughs> <laughs> Meth equals death, people. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, like you're saying though, you know, whenever I got started, like the deal was, it doesn't matter if you get one jump, you dang sure better be going at him. And yeah. it doesn't. I mean, if go get on the show pigs, like whatever they're gonna buck, go get on it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hell, the three horses we got started on, they were the horses that they bucked out in that movie, All the Pretty Horses. There's a buckskin horse, a sar with a blaze up his jaw, and a gray horse. And they were just killers that they happened to use at a movie that bucked on a movie. So, by God, they're bucking horses now. Yeah. So, everything we got on was stuff that just kind of, they are really just owl-headed colts. Really. And yeah. then I look at it now, I look at people who got a really good start, who were doing things correctly, and maybe getting on 15, 16 pointers that were actually doing something for the first, you know, 20 or 30 head, not just getting on whatever there is to get on and the leagues ahead. Like yeah. look, look at them boys out there in Utah right now, <clears throat> like doing it right from day one. thousand percent. That's what they do. They get these hoppers in there and like, they, I don't know what they get on, but whatever it is, is dang sure working. I mean, I've seen Statler stop by. We, we got to talk for a couple of hours there at, at the NFR this year. And he was, I was just, we got, we talked about that specific thing and he was like, yeah, here's a video. These are some of the older horses. And um, <clears throat> it's not really a secret. I mean, you got to get on practice horses. Yeah. And so, but essentially, like, there's this stigma, you know, and it, it happens really bad with bull riders and, yeah. like, dads or <clears throat> coaches. And the problem with the, the point is, and then I'll back, I'll come in this a different direction, but, the, but the, what happens is guys get on two rank of stock too early. Absolutely. And... They, they it busts their egg and their confidence, and they're done. Well, how many great bronc riders have we never seen get on more than five horses? Because <laughs> this is not fun anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. It doesn't take that very many Yeah. That before you're just like, I'm over it. And it happens. the reason why it happens a lot in the bull riding is because you've got so many guys out there trying to raise mm-hmm. the next $50,000 bucking bull, which they should. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you can't knock them Me and that. JB are trying to do it. But then they get some young guy in there, and they're like, 
They see the short term, I'd like to get these eight bulls bucked five times over the next month, so I need 40 outs. And they tell this young guy, like, well, hey, you don't get on these 40 outs for me, ain't no cowboy. And then all mm. of a sudden, he's like, well, if I want to be tough, when <clears throat> he might have only been on 20 or 30, now he's getting on some 23-point juice. And before you know it, you know, a year later, he's got his – He's got his own Craigslist account. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, and he's exactly. trying to sell his rigging bag. Exactly. Well, I mean, not only that, but I mean, even if he doesn't <clears throat> hang it up, I think at that point, your whole mentality of riding bulls becomes to make it through this wreck without dying. Not necessarily yes. to to win anything, yeah. just to not die. Just want to live. Which, you know, is a win in itself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I think there, there comes, <clears throat> I understand you want to get those 40 outs on those bulls, and they need to happen. And there's bull riders out there, but that guy who's just trying to learn doesn't need to be the one to get on all 40. You want to put him on two so he knows what it feels like, so he knows what he's up against, so he can go back to the drawing board, okay, whatever. But Donnie doesn't need to get on 22 point. I guess that's what's one reason why we don't have him entering all over the countryside right now. The other reason is, you know, the obvious there's not rodeos all over the country so. yeah and i don't need somebody else keeping me from getting into rodeos right now <laughs> stay your ass at home exactly exactly yeah. give it a couple years 45 entries in graham texas exactly exactly yeah a little ambient you know, but and it's also those guys always seem to draw so deep like, yes they are gonna draw that guy right there Leroy mm. was notorious about it like when he started out, rank his horse, whatever it was. That's what was by his name. <laughs> whatever it was. And then I started riding good. And, and now you can't no. draw The stock contractor yeah. might even say, I didn't even think we brought that horse. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the house and get this rank stud that I'm, <laughs> he brought. He but exactly what you're saying, here. I let it get in my head. Yeah. And it's it was, not fun anymore. No. <laughs> so. And then, but like we were in Fort Worth, I think me and you and. Oh, that was a fun night. Yeah. We had a really good time. I don't remember whose house we stayed at that night, but they had a whole. Like recording studio worth of instruments, and we don't know they were at home. They weren't there. <laughs> that might have been a little breaking and entering. <laughs> the tour was on. <laughs> well, no, in retrospect, well, Sterling was like, "Hey, we got this place to stay over here. Let's go over here." Yeah. Was it? I don't think it was Sterling, was it? I don't know. I, I, it wasn't I thought me. it was somebody we met at the bar. I, I know that Sterling met. Oh, oh yeah, but Sterling didn't know this person either. No, okay. but he's like, hey, I got this place. Let's go. So we're just having a heck of a time, full on concert in there. Yeah, the guy that uh, owns the place walks then, in. Uh, yeah, and apparently, apparently he came home from vacation. The drums and <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He, he sat down with us and jammed. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but no, getting back to the point we were talking about was uh, I drew Roping Dreams when she first came around from United. And uh, she was in the E-Pen at the time. There's a picture. Yeah. And... Uh, like I was nervous as all get out, just because it. I cause still get I'd nervous been, on that horse. <laughs> I'd been drawing so deep, but I get three jumps out there, and in my mind, I'm thinking, "Wow, I can ride this guy." Mm. <laughs> Whew! No, I can't. <laughs> but, the, but the picture, though, the the one of her kicking out and yeah, me so laying like, flat like, on my back. It's like him, <laughs> no, like, it, not flat. Like he had just landed on his tailbone, which hurt him for months after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like he's landing on his tailbone, kind of wincing. And this horse is like pretty as a picture, maybe like six feet above him, just stretched <laughs> out, front feet curled, and like mane up. And it was just like, 
Oh, that was the wrong night to go to Fort Worth. You know, it, no, it that. was. A, I agree. They I were. I got my picture on the side of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the horses got it on, but I let them get in my head. They weren't yeah. anything I couldn't handle. Yeah, and that was just, yeah. But I yeah, think that hurt. My favorite guy getting started in drawing deep story. I, to this day, I don't. I, the guy might be dead. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't remember his <laughs> name. But uh, we were at Shreveport, Louisiana. And there's this, I mean, he's, the guy was kind of big for a steer wrestler. Even. Uh-huh. And he's back there and hanging out behind the chutes. I kind of walk by and get to visit with this guy. It is the fourth bareback horse he'd ever been on in his life. And it was his first rodeo. And so they'd entered up there at Shreveport. <clears throat> he's asking me about these horses. He goes, you know that Alt 15? Like, I don't really know any of the horses' numbers, much less bareback horses. And he goes, oh, okay. Then he walks off to look at the sheets and comes back. He goes, I think they call him Big Texas or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he bought the, the year. This is the year after he won the halter. Like, he's on his game at this point. Yeah. So uh, this guy's like, man, you mind giving me a, a hand? I like, oh, absolutely. I, will. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to be around this deal. So he doesn't. It's not like a loose handled rigging, but it's probably the first prototype for a rawhide rigging that was oh ever made. Oh my gosh! Like, found it in Grandpa's attic or something. Poor guy. I feel and bad so, for him already. You know, it, the whole thing is we're here to sell tickets. <laughs> this is gonna do it one way or the other. But anyways, so it's me and me and Heath Demos helping pull his rigging down and everything. And Heath is just as excited as you oh, are. Oh, and but he's back there. He's like almost wagging his tail. You know, like he just can't sit still. He's so excited. Well, uh, if I'm lying, I'm dying. This guy puts his his glove on, and it's one of those fencing gloves that has the black nylon with the red. Ball oh dear the lord! Don't tell me. I'm not. Don't and tell me. So he's over this horse, and he just <laughs> bites it and cinches it down, and just runs his hand right in there and re- rears back and calls for this sucker. And he bells out and leaves. His front feet hadn't hit the ground. Both latigos break and. <laughs> <laughs> rolled the best off. thing could have happened. Oh, saved his life. Like, saved he's, his life. he's rolled off the back of this horse before the flank comes tight and even kicks out. <laughs> and I'm like, holy. You know. oh and and like, he's there sucking air and everything. And Heath is doubled over laughing. Oh, my God. And I was like, Man. holy crap. I thought he died. He goes, he goes, yeah, that latigo broke before I tied it off. I just didn't want to tell you, though. <laughs> so it broke while he was pulling it. He did. Which he saved the guy's life, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, you're I'm welcome. Sure it saved his life. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, but, That wasn't Heath Demos. It's somebody so, else, in case Heath listens to this podcaster. <laughs> Big Tex, what pin would he have gotten a halter? I mean, like, he was in the TV pin, right? Well, that was he won it in the bareback ride. Yeah, So, yeah. but I'm saying, like... Oh, he, yeah, he was a 10-rounder. He was, num- yeah, 5 and 10. Yeah, yeah so... Um, Handful. Another horse that would have been same NFRs as Big Tex, but in the the two and six pin, the E pin is I go to Longview and then I call Jake Brown. <clears throat> I'm in the bareback riding because in Longview the year before I got on Shady Lady of Sammy Andrews. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh one? yeah, yeah yeah, super hoppy. Yeah. Make anybody feel like a bareback rider, you know? So I felt like a bareback. Still rider. scary to me because it's a bareback ride. Right, but if so. you were gonna get on one, it would be Shady Lady. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of like that mighty bronchi myself. Makes yeah. me feel like I'm <laughs> so I go back to Longview. I was like, I'm gonna get Shady Lady again. And I'm gonna be, feel like a bareback rider. And I, I was like, called Jake Brown. I was like, what is this uh, cool water? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and uh, Jacobs slapped him out. Jacobs knew me personally. 
So like it wasn't as funny to him no. as it was to you. <laughs> I remember you, you didn't have an emotional tie. Yeah, to that. I mean I don't want to see anybody die, but but <laughs> I got, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see the guy not be able to breathe for a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, Jacobs was like afterwards he was like, man, I thought I thought you were gonna die. I thought you might die on that horse. <laughs> I mean I just got like. He does his deal at the time. I think he took a right, you know, mm, whatever yeah, he's, whatever he's, direction he turned. Yeah, I went the lot, other way. I remember it vividly. I don't think I it's so nervous. much the turns. There's a whole lot of up and down. Is the direction that the drop? Really it's you. not the turns. Like, <laughs> it was, he spurred over his neck. They say it's the turns. It's not the turns. It's the drop. <laughs> <laughs> he spurred over his neck is what got you. And I well, do remember let's you not... came <laughs> off and you were okay. And me and Jacobs looked at each other and we're like, oh thank God. You're being oh. kind. You're being kind. Spurred over his neck. You did. My leg went over his neck. Thank you for turning sideways on the ring. (laughs) My leg went over his neck. That was back before James was my boy, James and Sammy. Mm -hmm. You know. Anyways, I was done riding. I got on one more. I got on maybe. Went to the few rodeos. Like I might might have gone to Sonora later that summer, just because there was like five guys, and I was like, I'll just throw my rig on. Stay on. I'll get a check. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Brian and Sonora. I got on a Hopper and Brian. And then I went to Sonora, and then I was done. I was like, I'm just just stick to bulls and Bronx and fighting. And <clears throat> well, was, we'd go to those rodeos, and you before you rode bareback horses, you weren't ever nervous. And then we'd get there, and you'd be nervous. And as soon as you quit riding thing. bareback horses, it's like finally we can go back to having fun. <laughs> I'll do. I would. <clears throat> at the time, I don't care for fighting bulls anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I'd, I would have fought any bull. I'd have gotten. I'd have put my bull rope on any bull i'd put my bronc saddle like i i on any bull on any bull. <laughs> <laughs> but bareback riding my stomach would turn i was one and done on that i didn't want i'd, no ra- I'd i'll put riding. my bronc saddle on or a bull rope on cool water before <laughs> <laughs> you know you're talking about getting on that horse at lotus next to one of the best hospitalities that in the entire prca longview oh i thought you said Helotus. well I said hello to us. That's what we're going to go with. Okay, perfect. Uh, both, they yeah. both have good What a smooth segue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You know, I'm glad you brought up hello <laughs> uh, So anyways, while we're talking about stocks and bonds, uh, but anyways, uh, so they're at hello One of my favorite things about that is that you'll see a bunch of guys entered in events that they don't typically enter 100%. in because yep. they give that trailer away. <clears throat> there. Yep. So a few years ago, I'm walking up to Lotus, and uh, Toby Collins is back there rosining up a bareback rig. And I was like, oh, good God. <laughs> like, you can buy a trailer, man. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that the guy had ridden bareback. You know, that he rode yeah. bareback. So I'm like, oh, good Lord. I said, man, what you getting on? He kind of looks at me, he smiles, and goes, ah, power play. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, but seriously, what are you getting on? And, yeah, the one rodeo this guy enters up, he gets on, in my opinion, one of the scariest horses at the time going in the bareback right. riding. And sneaky good bareback rider come to find out like she did get him down about five or six seconds like spurt over neck and everything but went out there like like the guys that i'd seen who were good bareback riders like casey field and them guys yeah they don't really open up on that horse no, no, no. at all if not yeah you know towards the end <clears throat> first jump out there freaking toby's spurs are passing his ears and just like burying it off in Dang. this horse toby's yeah. also small enough though i don't know that that ass end ever caught him behind the head. Right. <laughs> well, he is an Australian. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think I think it's like in second or third grade, bareback riding is one of the classes you can take in, in lieu of recess. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to recess, you can ride bareback horses. 
I remember watching, I was standing on the uh, the locker room side of the arena at Belton, at the indoor, well, there's not an outdoor, but the only arena in Belton, and uh, watching that horse come at me when uh, Dober, Cody's over, <clears throat> he, he spurred the out of that horse, and he just came down the bucket, shoots right at me. I can, I can remember it like it was yesterday, and he got off, and that was the day he... Kind of like the feeling I had on on uh, Shady Lady, except his was a real bucket. Yeah, it was horse. a big boy horse. <laughs> his, his, his wasn't a kid pony. Yeah. Anyways, he was like that was what really what that was about the time. <clears throat> Him and TP and Bill Tudor and all them. But anyway, talk about a group of kids that turned out to be some wolfy freaking bareback. Yeah, so oh, uh, to, uh, Toots Magoots, he was at um, Bill Tudor. Yeah, he was at Graham yeah. last night. Context clues. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's for the listeners. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking. I yeah. forget we're being filmed. We know you understand, <laughs> Dean. It's, the people that don't know us don't know our friends. In case you guys haven't figured it out, Dean uh, is pretty smart. And we know you're following what we have to say. It's it's for um, the guy that, had the, that got on Big Text. That's who he was saying. Oh, who doesn't know Bill? Bill yeah. Tudor. Both of our listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, Bill Tudor was at Graham last night, and um, I saw next to his name uh, Bradley Miller, and I was like, "Dear heavens, he's going to rodeos." Can you? I mean, did you? You didn't spend much time at that cowboy church. No, no. I, okay, I, never mind. That I mean, I know, I know who the kid his... is. I saw him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> saw him last year. Rides barebacks real well. Gosh dang! I remember. Golly, I don't even want to say it, man. I just remember seeing his dad like get put him on calves. Yeah, run beside him and run beside him, him and put him on, put him on the ground. That's some bucks entered in. Graham America. Well, I'd enter Graham America. Somebody could do that with me on a bareback horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was said, don't a, let me this, hit the ground. This was a milk calf. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley Bronk. That's his middle name. Bradley Bronk Miller. You grow up at, at a cowboy church. <clears throat> his house is on one end of the arena. The church on the other end of the arena. Like, and your dad was Bubba Miller, bareback rider. Like, you're gonna be a rodeo cowboy. Mm-hmm. Your middle name is Bronk. <laughs> no choice. Yeah. No shortage of practice horses either, I would imagine. Yeah, no kidding. Talk about get chance to just pluck them. Just pick your practice horse. <clears throat> That is a big deal, being able to have access to a practice pen. I knew that was a big deal, too, when we were in uh, Franklin. I was like, I freaking love that pen. Did you ever get on out there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I the grass pen? Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mini Pendleton? No. Yeah, it was so sandy, so we just left the grass to kind of hold the sand together. Otherwise, it would get deep, deep. Mm-hmm. I loved that pen. Anyway. <clears throat> but. So now what? Go to Graham and yeah. win it all. Yeah, we'll see. Go to Graham and then next week, I don't remember what we got. We got like Nacogdoches and there's a bunch of them all stacked up there next Go week. And, uh, that's this weekend, but uh, uh, Mr. Crawley missed the books on that one. Oh my gosh, he told me that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, man, I was really wanting to go to Goliad, and he was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why can't you go? And he said, well, I might have missed the books. And I was like, oh, dang, you don't ever do that. And he was like, well, I didn't feel bad except that I was supposed to enter Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything. I don't think I've entered a rodeo in five years. And I was like, well, I told I him, I was like. email to see where I'm going or not going. I was like, well, I doubt Dean 
is too upset with you, you know, <laughs> but I didn't know if, he missed it till he called me. <laughs> if there is one that you wouldn't want him to miss, probably would have been Goliad. Oh man, I love that rodeo. You wanted to go to Goliad last year. I freaking love that rodeo. And then they man. canceled it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then this year I got a broken clavicle. Talking talking about good hospitalities, that Goliad is tough to beat. Goliad's pretty good. Because Mercedes is a great rodeo that same weekend, typically. But I will go, I'll hang out at Goliad nights that I'm not out. Like, I'll go down, I'll ride at Mercedes, and then just, <clears throat> I mean, put the pedal to the metal to get back in time while the, before the fire goes out at Goliad. Are they, are they having Mercedes? Yeah, but I think it's a, I think they moved it, though. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it's not this weekend, either way. I, uh... I think it was last weekend, wasn't it? The first time... No, I think it's like the first weekend of May. Oh, is it? The first time I got, again, another bareback story. Because I was terrified, is why I remember it. But I was like, we got out. I went to a couple of rodeos that... Right when Jake Brown started going to pro rodeos. Went to Los Fresnos in February Mm -hmm. and got on Python. Yeah. You remember that horse? Yeah, that black horse? Yeah. Uh, I think I saw her, like, not that long, like, a, lot, a year or two ago. She's No. Her and the Grand Chawhee, man, they're, like, she 35. She was 27 then. I know. But she, she's still... Anyway, she was, like, 25, 27. It was just, like, this... She died. You're... Did she? Yeah. Somebody left the gate open. She broke her leg in a cattle guard. Did you have to tell us that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Sorry. Mm. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I knew that. For some reason, I knew that story. But it wasn't that long ago, was it? No, it, uh, I'd have to ask what a, Hunter Carter. Oh, dang it might have been Carter more than two years girl. ago that I yeah, saw her obviously. Really <laughs> and by the way, we call them all girls and hers, so it probably was a gelding, but we don't know. doesn't matter. Anyways, it's like if you just like put your rig back, you could like put wheels on a mighty bronchi. That's what it was. And you just put it in a circle around the arena, like no drop. Anyways, I think I was like 73. I was on cloud nine. It was in Los Fresnos, which in February. Goliath was in March. <clears throat> So I go to March and uh, go to Goliad in March and I'm back there and I was like, uh, Corco. TJ. Had, yeah, TJ. They had, you know, he's always doing stuff with Stace. I, I knew most all of Stace's stock, but I didn't know any. I was like, what is it? What's that back there? And he was like, oh, it's Apple something. You know, so it's an app. Um, a- Apple something. And uh, I was like, what's that on its butt? And he was like, well, it's not a sale barn tag. <laughs> it, was <in> <laughs> <laughs> it was there and uh, Fort Worth. I learned what the the, the, what the tags well, are. Well, just the fact that they left them on them. I learned that they left them on them. Yeah. You know? And he was like, yep, the old Niffer sale barn. <laughs> That's what we call it ever since then. He's still got a <laughs> Niffer sale barn tag on him. Gosh dang. Yeah. <clears throat> I think yeah, I, I remember we were sitting at a rodeo and you and I were joking about it. Look at that, I still got the sale barn tag on him. Niffer, wonder where that's at. <laughs> and the guy sitting next to us was like, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I, still to this day, if I see a tag still, you know, February, March, April, April's kind of, that's a long time. Like, get get the tag off the horse, whoever. <laughs> but I'm, I'll still say, Niffer sale barn. Anyway, Niffer sale barn. <clears throat> um, Medicine Woman got on her in a bareback rigging. Oh boy, really? Yes. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. about drawing <laughs> deep. <laughs> I'm not. You remember the year that they put on? Uh, they had it was supposed to be a bunch of money added in Athens, so they brought Frontier. They brought uh, 
Sammy, Sammy the, had it. Stace had it. They like I was about to everybody say, brought. I, I, two I think or it three. was the was it the the later. <clears throat> it wasn't the one that they have like yeah, in yeah, April. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but but then they for yeah. some reason all the sponsored money went away. Mm-hmm. So like they didn't have the entries at the last moment. Well, they yeah, already it, had all this sub. But it's like fifteen hundred added. Yeah, super it ended up rank. being this like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred headed rodeo yeah. with this bad to the bone list of horses yeah. and a bunch of these like n- like not bad to the bone bareback riders. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, hmm, what is this medicine woman? <laughs> Freaking Heath. He's just like the the flank man for Frontier. He was just like, oh yeah, just go out there, ride her with two fingers. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ross got on Memphis King or something yeah. like just big. Anyhow, I'm about to say he's <clears throat> he's dropping a handful with a saddle, so I can only imagine with the rigging. Medicine? Doors. No, Memphis King. Well, I'm sure Medicine. Yeah, Medicine. Medicine. King I hadn't too. been on her. I've yeah, been on Memphis King. Mem- a Memphis times. King's black horse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that night, like whenever Ross got on that horse. Ooh. Ooh. Were you ever at any of the wrecks where Ross got wrecked out? Me? Sherrod? No, Dean. No, no. I, I always seem to see him shortly thereafter. Okay. Missing, missing a tooth here. Or <laughs> looking like a barn cat. Might come in with half an ear gone. Or <laughs> I was only there for one of them. I wasn't there for the other two. Yeah, that one in Snook. Snook. Yeah. That was a bad one, though. Like, Is that, that the one, one that whooped that him bad. down into the... There's a real that was one. I think Wood some in Oklahoma Wood, the rock, uh, Woodward where they left yeah. him tied in. That was the one Woodward. Yeah. Neither one of us were there. Yeah, that's one. That was the real bad one that you're talking yeah, about. The committee man what, didn't know how to run a neck rope and left well, the horse the, tied in. No, they left the gate rope tied. They opened the they opened the gate, but it was tied, yeah, and so it opened say. four inches, and it was a young horse. So that horse went. You're not going to see. A, Committee man running a neck rope at a Benny Butler rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> he's got one hand on it and the other one yelling at somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. So it was not all those horses all happen at once. You get the pythons and the shady ladies of the day that that make you want to do it, and then you get the um, medicine woman and the and the cool waters of the day that are like, you know what? I'm just gonna warm up a bull rope mm-hmm. and not deal with this <laughs> stupid rigging. Exactly. And and then yeah, I sold the rigging. Shortly after, I still have one rig, and Clint Cannon gave me. I figured I better not sell that one since it was a gift, but I keep it around just to look at it. But change your mind. I got a Craigslist page. We can throw it on there. Okay, okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was at one of uh, Lyle Sankey's rodeo schools, and um, I remember Lyle and D. Whip Forrest and somebody else. Um, your dad used to teach at those. Teach him all yeah, the time. Yeah, time. yeah. That's why we, I was around there. I'd go to him. Whatever. I've taught it a few. Uh, Sankey Rodeo Schools, not, I mean, it's kind of a plug, but not really. If you, one, that's one way to learn. It, go to a school, sankeyrodeo.com, S-A-N-K-E-Y. So anyways, we're at these schools. He's got like 30 across the country throughout the year. And um, I remember being a kid kid, and I, I heard DeWitt telling somebody. <clears throat> I'll never forget the what I felt when I heard it, but I might butcher kind of how it was worded. But essentially it was like he was talking to somebody who who – and essentially they asked him, like, do you miss it? And he said, if you don't miss it, you never loved it. And, uh, I, man, it stuck with me. I was just like, I I love it. I know I love it, you know, mm. so I know I'll miss it. So mm. I got to stay in this damn arena as long as I can, you mm. know. One way or the other. Which was what was so exciting about, which, you know, Pop missed it. He had yeah. missed it even though that was why he just couldn't 
not be in the arena. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew that and he believed that just like, cause he loved it and he knew how bad he would miss it. He was so scared of getting old, you know, which, well, heck, you know, he was still entering whenever he's in his fifties. Yeah. Right? No kidding. Like, yeah. Like six months before he died, he got on that, me and a yeah. lied and, and he was at the, the all Aggie rodeo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah. like 65 points. A yeah. lied gave me that buckle. Later. Oh, that's awesome. A lad was first and Pop was second. A lad gave me that buckle. Probably a beauty contest, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Man, your dad should have had it. But anyway, um, so like any event that I've talked about, but bareback riding, don't miss it at all. <laughs> never loved it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, exactly. I never felt more like the, you know, bullfighting, I kinda miss it sometimes, you know, but Bronx and Bulls were always that was it, you know, like there was, those were the two that I could never not do, mm-hmm. you know, but bareback, that's for the birds, y'all can have it. <laughs> but, you know, surprisingly, did you never get on any? Barebacks? Yeah. I got on two in college. It was. And like the first, the second didn't go any better than the first, <clears throat> and I shouldn't have got on the second one. It was surprisingly not near as painful as it looked. As it looks, mine sucked. Like it, was, it didn't feel good at all. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like you can watch a hopper bareback horse, like mm-hmm. a, a shady lady or a python, and it still looks. If you've never been on one, it looks rough. Yeah. But when you get on those horses, like you get off and you don't feel a thing. Like your bicep might be a little sore because of the lifting and the jerk, but like shoulder doesn't hurt, your neck doesn't hurt, your elbow doesn't hurt on those hoppers. Now. The cool waters and the medicine woman, women, <laughs> they will hurt. You know, that makes your neck hurt. That makes your back of your head hurt. Makes your ancestors hurt. But <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen enough. What I'm calling old bareback riders is guys in their late 20s. And they kind of look like they hurt all the time. Right. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't start hurting until I turned like 33. <laughs> yeah. Whew. That is one thing, though, Donnie. That, I mean, you got Donnie's 25? Yeah. Yeah, Donnie's 25. And plenty of time. Been on 40. Well, you know, look at Brian Hammonds. You know, he made the circuit finals, no telling how many times. Uh, Never made the finals, but made the short go at Denver several times. I mean, he guy rode Bronx good. And I don't think he ever got on a bucking horse until he was 27 or 28, he was telling me. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm sure I got the numbers wrong, but I know he's in his late twenties before he ever even yeah. thought about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Heck yeah. Well, do you know what you got drawn tonight? I don't. No, find out whenever we get there. Yeah. Judges draw. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of yeah. those. Yeah. Sorry. Don't know what you got. Dale Bring Brisby. your own damn halter. It's Dale Brisby doesn't go to those. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Wadsworth used to not, but this year beggars can't be choosers, my yeah. lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> did you bring a halter? I did. I did. That's good speak. I had to punch some extra holes in it. I, I often have to loan things to people at this rodeo. I'm pretty sure I'm still riding a bronc rein that you gave me like four years ago whenever we stopped by here to get on practice horses. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it twice. Both times, Trace and Antonick has found it at the rodeo the day after and tried to sell it back to me. <laughs> uh, Donnie, you got any questions for Dean? Y'all are both redheaded. Yeah. You're both bronc riders. Yeah. You're kindred spirits, man. Yeah. Both play guitar. Both love the office. You want me to keep going? 
No. Yeah. I don't know, man. He pretty much. Pretty Have much you t- not been taking notes this entire time? No, yeah, I've been. Did Did you not know this was coming? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I figured. We should I go move in with him? Like, <laughs> is that yeah. Do you have any availabilities in y'all? Do I? Do I? <laughs> yeah. Can't do much. Go check out his Craigslist. Look at his <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd have to come all the way back here to practice, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you'd still have to edit videos for me. Okay. Hey, I got internet now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Gap sounds pretty. They got a bar. They it's do. more than we got here. Well, I'm sure you'll have more questions next buck out we have. Did you see that we now have lights? I did. Saw that on the Snapchat. Oh my gosh. That is going to be super handy come June when it's 108 mm-hmm. degrees. Heck yeah. Yeah, Day I'll be bright. much more apt to show up. Gives me a little more time to make it up here too. Exactly. Yeah, we don't. you don't have to be here by 3 o'clock because yeah. it gets dark at 5.30. Um, we usually end with life advice. I'm sure you've got some sort of witty saying. Oh, I mean, I've been in a lot of truck stop bathrooms and seen stuff written on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, you guys go first. Or, or does everybody say one? Well, yeah, we normally do. Ours, the listeners probably get over and over. Oh, yeah. but, so, um, oh, oh y'all don't think, say new ones? We do. We'll change them up sometimes, but we've done uh, 60 of these. So uh, it's kind of good. Uh, I guess I'd have to say <laughs> that... Um, in life, if you're ever invited to do a podcast for somebody to pay your entry fees, be sure to get the money up front. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or a script. Bingo. Or have your advice ready ahead of time. Uh, yeah, hey, there's the real advice. If you're invited on a podcast, be sure to listen to a handful of episodes and know the format before you go on to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a pretty loose format. <laughs> we do life advice at the end. That's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. Um, so he forgot to tell you. <coughs> he forgot to tell you about that part, though. Huh? Yeah. When life hands you lemons, put a bull rope on them. Has been one of mine. Never oh. start a land battle in <clears throat> Russia in the winter. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> See, I'm always like, like, not skeptical, but just like really, like, with if Dean said it, there's got to be like some second or third or fourth meaning that I don't know. No, get. sometimes it's just really dumb. Okay. And if you say it with confidence and a straight face, you can like play it off like it was a deeper joke. Since we've been through a lot of the same things, this is one that hit me the other day. Maybe it'll hit you. It's a little more serious though. Uh, a man has two lives, and his second one starts when he realizes he only has one. Mm. Mm. What about cats? <laughs> Does that start around seven? Uh, the next podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to add, dang it, there's going to have to be like a, a little in the parentheses something, a tag along with this life advice next time I do it, unless you're a cat. Yeah. <laughs> then it comes number seven. Well, <clears throat> thank you for joining us. Uh, Good luck tonight at the rodeo, I even though I don't believe man. in luck. But um, we are going to help you out and help you with your fees. Joke's on you. We had to help you with your fees at multiple rodeos, but you agreed to one. <laughs> so, Well, this is the one that you have to pay before you get on the pro rodeos. Heck, you can keep entering them for like a month. Yeah. that That's my advice to you. Don't stop entering just because you're out of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just start entering pro rodeos. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can just put a credit card on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't even have, you don't even have to have, to have, to have cash. Thank you for listening, everyone. Don't forget to check out the um, 
buy one, get one spring cleaning sale, April 15th on dalebrisby.com. And if you're within driving distance of near Graham, Texas, um, come to the grand opening at the warehouse, which is uh, April 17th. It'll be that same Saturday. Um, So save your stimulus money till then, um, or don't, and just come say hi. Might have William Clark Green here. That's what we're shooting for. If that joker will text me back today. And um, if you want to hear more details like the address, then text me, 940-353-0890. Text me that phone number. Um, Text me the word special offer, 940-353-0890. Pow, pow, and on to the next one, old son. Wash your hands and say your prayers. Germs and Jesus are everywhere.